0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate
1: icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, TGIF. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, January 20th, 2023, Friday of the second week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Fabian, Pope and Martyr. Born about 200, he was a Roman layman who came into the city from his farm one day as preparations were being made to elect a new pope. Eusebius, a church historian, says that a dove flew in and settled on the head of Fabian. He was chosen unanimously. He led the church for 14 years and died a martyr's death during the persecution of Decius in 250 AD. In the catacombs of St. Callistus, the stone that covered Fabian's grave can still be seen broken into four pieces bearing the Greek words Fabian, Bishop, Martyr. St. Fabian. Pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Come Holy Spirit, inflame our hearts with the longings of Christ's Sacred Heart so that we might truly offer our persons and works in union with him for the salvation of the world. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we consecrate ourselves to your Sacred Heart And we offer ourselves with you to the Father in your holy sacrifice of the mass, with our prayer, work, sufferings and joys of this day, in reparation for our sins and that your kingdom come. We especially pray for the church throughout the world, for the Holy Father and his intentions, for the evangelization and conversion of the whole world, for our bishop and his intentions, for our parish and for our families and their needs. Listen to us, O Lord, through Christ your Son. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that educators may be credible witnesses teaching fraternity rather than competition and helping the youngest and most vulnerable above all. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My
2: Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You tell us in the Gospel of Saint Mark, today Jesus How you went up the mountain and summoned those whom you wanted, and they came to you. There was a crowd of people following you, but you chose only some of them. You didn't choose the wise ones, or those who had more means, or those who could speak better, or had more influence. We read that you summoned those you wanted, for the simple reason that you wanted those ones and not others. And the Gospel of St. Mark continues saying that you appointed twelve, whom you also named apostles, which means messengers. And then the Gospel continues with a description of their mission. What did you, Jesus, chose them for? Well, the Gospel says that Jesus appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, that they might be with him, and he might send them forth to preach. So. You, Jesus, appointed your 12 apostles for a mission, and the mission is described in two parts. First, you appointed them to be with you, and second, to send them forth to preach. Well, hold on a second. Did you want them to stay with you, or did you want them to go forth to preach? And the answer is yes. (laughs) Yes, what? To stay with you or to go forth? Yes. (laughs) both. That's the secret. That's the point. You, Jesus, need your apostles close to you to be able to go forth into the whole world and proclaim the good news. They can only be effective in their mission to proclaim the word if they are united to the word. As the branch can't give any fruit if it is not united to the vine, your apostles can't be effective unless they are with you. So, what's the secret of the most effective apostles? Their secret is no secret. It is to be close to you, Jesus. So, without some serious hours of prayer, there is no effective apostolate. Maybe when people ask why their friends or relatives don't respond to their words, when they try to bring them close to you, Jesus, it may be that they are not close to you themselves. To bring someone to you I need to be with you myself. If we wonder, how are we Christians going to turn the world inside out or downside up? How, how are we going to turn this over and restore the kingdom of God in this messy world that we live in? Well, if you think about how St. Paul did it in his time, or St. Francis, or St. Dominic, St. Ignatius, or St. Francis' savior, they were not persuasive speakers. They were not convincing, rhetoric orators. How did they do it? Simple. They were very close to you, Jesus, the source of grace. They were holy people. That's it. To be close to you, Jesus, source of holiness. That's the job. That's what you ask of us. That's what we pray about now. We have been appointed apostles in our baptism. We have been chosen by you, Jesus, to be with you and to go forth to the whole world and proclaim the good news, both at the same time, to be with you and to go forth. So if we think about today's world, how are we going to change it? How are we going to stack the odds in our favor, in God's favor? Here is the key, described by C.S. Lewis. Holiness is irresistible. If even 10% of the world's population had it, the whole world would be converted unhappy before the year's end. <laughs> well, that's what we need. That's part of the history of Catholicism in this country, in England. During the 19th century, St. John Henry Newman described the beginning of the second spring of Catholicism in England. The first one was, of course. When the first Christians arrived in England. And that second spring changed the history of our faith here. Let me read a text from St. John Henry Newman, written some years before he converted. He had a strong bias against Catholics, so he wrote, If they, Catholics, want to convert England, let them go barefooted into our manufacturing towns. Let them preach to the people like St. Francis' Saviour. Let them be pelted and trampled on. And I will admit that they can do what we cannot. What day it will be when God will make a rise among their communion saintly men such as Bernard and the Borromeos. The English will never be favorably inclined to a party of conspirators and instigators. <laughs> and he concludes, only faith and sanctity are irresistible only faith and sanctity how right and prophetic he was because around that time blessed dominic barberi landed in england he was a member of the passionist congregation he could speak little english and found it difficult to communicate properly they say that when preaching he had problems with some sounds And when trying to say that without faith we cannot be saved, he would pronounce without faith we cannot be shaved, (laughs) which also makes sense, right? (laughs) Anyway, he was a holy man. He walked five miles each day for two years, having fasted without food or water from midnight, in order to celebrate Mass for a handful of Catholics at a small chapel. He was often taunted on his way, and assaulted, insulted, and stoned by anti-Catholic people, and by devoutly praying his rosary for the conversion of his enemies, Blessed Dominic won over several of them to the Catholic Church. One of them, one young man, who had struck him on the head with a stone, saw Blessed Dominic stooping down to humbly kiss the stone. Well, I guess this was the kind of man that St. John Henry Newman was waiting for simple and holy man, close to you, Jesus, who could then go into the whole world and transform it from the inside. Who, just four years after Blessed Dominic Barbary arrived in England, John Henry Newman knelt before him to be received in the Catholic Church. And for that reason, James Broderick, in his work, The Second Spring of Catholicism in England, he writes, the second spring did not begin when Newman was converted, not when the hierarchy was restored. It began on a bleak October day of 1841, when a little Italian priest in comical attire shuffled down a chip's gangway at Folkestone. Well, that was Blessed Dominic Barbary, a man who was appointed an apostle to be with you, Jesus, and to go forth to preach. Mary, my Mother Immaculate, help your children to be always with your Son, Jesus, so they can go forth and transform the world like the apostles, like blessed Dominic Barbary. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculates and Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.
1: You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour and this is Daybreak. It's Friday of the second week in Ordinary Time, January 20th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And we begin the liturgical day with the whole church, as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise.
3: Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come,
4: Come, let let us praise praise the Lord, in whom is is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord.
3: Come, let us
4: praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight.
3: The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, And the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands.
4: Come, Come, let let us praise praise the the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight.
3: Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works.
4: Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. in whom is all our delight.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as
4: As it was in the beginning, is now now and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all delight.
5: Lord, in your anger, do not punish me.
6: Lord,
4: Lord
1: in, in your, your anger, anger, do, do not, not punish, punish me. me.
5: O oh Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me.
6: Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, there is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
6: as it was in the beginning, is now now, and and will be be forever. forever.
4: Amen. Amen. Lord, in In your anger, anger, do do not not punish me. me.
5: Lord, you know all my longings.
4: Lord, Lord, you know know all my longings.
5: My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long.
6: All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed, I cry aloud in anguish of heart.
5: Oh, Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light is gone from my eyes.
6: My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord,
4: Lord, you you know all
6: all my my longings.
4: longings.
5: I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me for you are my Savior.
6: I confess confess my my guilt to you, you, Lord. Do not abandon abandon me, for for you are are my Savior.
5: But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing, in whose mouth is no defense.
6: I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip.
5: For I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay.
6: My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil. For good, and attack me for seeking what is right.
5: O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste and come to my help. O Lord, my God, my Savior.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
5: As As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now,
6: and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord, our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ, nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. Give us the fullness of your mercy.
3: I I confess confess my my guilt to to you, you, Lord.
6: Lord. Do not abandon abandon me, me, for For you you are are my my savior. Savior. My eyes keep watch for your saving help. Awaiting the word that will justify me.
5: A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God and follow his ways exactly, to love and serve the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul? to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord which I enjoin on you today for your own good. Think, the heavens, even the highest heavens, belong to the Lord your God, as well as the earth and everything on it. Yet in his love for your fathers, the Lord was so attached to them as to choose you, their descendants, in preference to all other peoples, as indeed he has now done. Circumcise your hearts, therefore, and be no longer stiff-necked, for the Lord your God is the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome who has no favorites, accepts no bribes, who executes justice for the orphan and the widow and befriends the alien, feeding and clothing him. So you too must befriend the alien, for you were once aliens yourselves in the land of Egypt. The Lord your God shall you fear, and him you shall serve. Hold fast to him and swear by his name. He is your glory, he, your God, who has done for you those great and terrible things which your own eyes have seen. Your ancestors went down to Egypt, 70 strong, and now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of the sky. Love the Lord your God, therefore, and always heed his charge, his statutes, decrees, and commandments. It is not your children, who have not known it from experience, but you yourselves who must now undertake the discipline of the Lord your God his majesty, his strong hand and outstretched arm, the signs and deeds he wrought among the Egyptians, on Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and on all his land, what he did to the Egyptian army and to their horses and chariots, engulfing them in the waters of the Red Sea as they pursued you and bringing ruin upon them even to this day. What he did for you in the desert until you arrived in this place, and what he did to the Reubenites Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, when the ground opened its mouth, and swallowed them up out of the midst of Israel with their families and tents and every living thing that belonged to them. With your own eyes, you have seen all these great deeds that the Lord has done. Keep all the commandments then, which I enjoin on you today, that you may be strong enough to enter in and take possession of the land into which you are crossing, and that you may have long life on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers he would give to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. I set before you here this day a blessing and a curse a blessing for obeying the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin on you today, a curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way I ordain for you today to follow other gods whom you have not known. The word of the Lord.
7: Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Let us love God, for he first loved us. To love God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments are not
6: burdensome.
7: The love of God reaches perfection in those who are obedient to his word. And his commandments
6: are not burdensome.
0: A reading from the Treatise on Spiritual Perfection By Diodocus of Photis, Bishop No one who is in love with himself is capable of loving God. The man who loves God is the one who mortifies his self-love for the sake of the immeasurable blessings of divine love. Such a man never speaks his own glory, but only the glory of God. If a person loves himself, he seeks his own glory. But the man who loves God loves the glory of his Creator. Anyone alive to the love of God can be recognized by the way he constantly strives to glorify Him by fulfilling all His commandments and by delighting in His own abasement. Because of His great majesty, it is fitting that God should receive glory. But if he hopes to win God's favor, it becomes man to be humble. If we possess this love for God, we too will rejoice in His glory as St. John the Baptist did, and we shall never stop repeating His fame must increase, but mine must diminish. I know a man who, though lamenting his failure to love God as much as he desires, yet loves him so much that his soul burns with ceaseless longing for God to be glorified and for his own complete effacement. This man has no feeling of self importance, even when he receives praise. So deep is his desire to humble himself, that he never even thinks of his own dignity. He fulfills his priestly duty by celebrating the liturgy, but his intense love for God is an abyss that swallows up all consciousness of his high office. His humility makes him oblivious of any honor it might bring him, so that in his own estimation he is never anything but a useless servant. Because of his desire for self-abasement, he regards himself as though degraded from his office. His example is one that we ourselves should follow by fleeing from all honor and glory for the sake of the immeasurable blessing of God's love, for he has loved us so much. Anyone who loves God in the depths of his heart has already been loved by God. In fact, the measure of a man's love for God depends upon how deeply aware he is of God's love for him. When this awareness is keen, it makes whoever possesses it long to be enlightened by the divine light. And this longing is so intense that it seems to penetrate his very bones. He loses all consciousness of himself and is entirely transformed by the love of God. Such a man lives in this life and at the same time does not live in it. For although he still inhabits his body, he is constantly leaving it in spirit because of the love that draws him toward God. Once the love of God has released him from self-love, the flame of divine love never ceases to burn in his heart, and he remains united to God by an irresistible longing. As the Apostle says, If we are taken out of ourselves, it is for the love of God. If we are brought back to our senses, it is for your sake. God so loved the world that he gave
6: us his only Son. So So that all who who believe believe in him him may may not die,
7: but may have eternal eternal life.
6: This is the meaning of love. We did not love God. He has loved us so So that that all who believe believe in him may not die, but
5: but may may have eternal eternal life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
1: 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, January 20th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadiq. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it's the call of the 12. From the third chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Jesus went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. He appointed 12 to be with him, and to be sent out to preach and have authority to cast out demons, Simon, whom he surnamed Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, whom he surnamed Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are right there on the Relevant Radio app. Well, have you had that moment where you realize what specifically God wants you to do with your life? That's called discerning your vocation. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal, is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The discovery of our personal vocation is the most important moment in our whole existence. Our happiness and the happiness of many others depends on our faithful response to this call. God creates us, He prepares us, and He calls us according to a divine plan. If there are so many Christians who today live aimlessly with little depth and hemmed in on all sides by narrow horizons, it is due above all to their lack of any clear idea of why they personally exist. What elevates a man and truly gives him a personality of his own is the consciousness of his vocation, the consciousness of his own specific task in the universe. Our first decision to follow Christ lays the foundation for many other responses throughout life. Fidelity is built up day by day, generally in things that might seem to have little transcendence, little relevance to a divine mission, such as the ordinary minor actions and duties of each day, as we repeatedly reject anything in them that we now see could damage the very essence of our life. It is not sufficient merely to keep our vocation intact it is necessary to renew it constantly and reaffirm it. When it seems easy, and at other times when everything seems frustratingly difficult, when the attacks of the devil, the world, or the flesh make themselves felt and strike with all their power, we will always be given all the help we need in order to be faithful. The greater the difficulties, the more the grace. If we keep up a well-planned ascetical struggle, with a very specific, particular examination of conscience, love grows and becomes stronger as time passes, and our self-surrender, far from turning into mere routine, becomes more conscious, more mature. It is not a matter of growing in quantity like a stack of hay, but in quality, as when heat becomes more intense, or as when science, without coming to new conclusions, becomes more penetrating, deeper, more unified, more certain. In the same way, charity inclines us to love God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves in a way which is more perfect, pure, and intimate, so that we may give glory to God in time and in eternity. This is the growth that God asks of us. If we make an effort to grow in holiness, in love for Christ and for all men for Christ's sake, We will ensure our faithfulness and at the same time experience joy and increased charity. Our life will be full of meaning. St. Paul used a comparison taken from the athletic games in the stadium to explain that the ascetical struggle of a Christian has to be cheerful and virtually a supernatural Olympic contest. As the Apostle considers that he has not yet reached perfection, he struggles to obtain the promised reward. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to do what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. From the moment that Christ entered his life as he was on his way to Damascus, he dedicated himself with all his strength to seek him, to love him, and serve him. The apostles did just the same from the day that Jesus passed by and called them their defects did not instantly disappear, but day by day they followed the master with a friendship which grew steadily, and they were faithful. This is what we have to do. We must correspond each day with the graces we receive. We must be faithful every day. This is how we will reach the goal where Christ is waiting for us. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we join the whole church in prayer once again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org, a lay apostolate, promoting the prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours by all of the faithful. We join together now in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance.
4: Lord, make haste to help me.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
2: Alleluia.
6: A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn.
5: A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin.
6: My offenses truly I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight I have done.
5: That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived.
6: Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow.
5: Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt.
6: A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit.
5: Give me again the joy of your help with a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return
6: to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in
5: sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me You would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn.
6: In your goodness, show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar.
5: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, And heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit, we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. A A humble, humble, contrite heart, heart, O God, you you will will not not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion.
6: Even Even
5: in your anger, anger, Lord, you you will will remember compassion.
6: compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown, and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion.
5: God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled.
6: His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one.
5: You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound my lips quiver,
6: Decay invades my bones, my legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us.
5: For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, though the flocks disappear from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exalt in my saving God.
6: God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Even in in your your anger, anger, Lord, you you will will remember remember
6: compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem.
7: O praise praise the Lord, Jerusalem.
5: Jerusalem. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God.
6: He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat.
5: He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost by gashes.
6: He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow.
5: He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the the beginning, is now, now,
5: and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
6: Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth.
3: Oh, oh praise, praise the Lord, Jerusalem.
5: Jerusalem. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. It is he who is our peace and who made the two of us one by breaking down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts to create in himself one new man from us who had been two, and to make peace, reconciling both of us to God in one body through his cross, which put that enmity to death. The word of the Lord.
6: Thanks be to God. to God.
5: The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to Him.
6: The Lord the the Most High has done done good things things for me.
5: In need I I shall shall cry out out to Him. him. May He send His strength to rescue me.
6: In In need I shall cry out to
5: Him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The 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 Lord the Most High has done done good good things for me,
3: in need I I shall shall cry out to
5: him. Through the tender compassion of our God,
7: the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He
5: has raised up for us a mighty
7: Savior, born of the house of his servant David.
6: Let us pray. Let us adore Christ who offered himself to the Father through the Holy Spirit to cleanse us from the works of death. Let us adore him and call upon him with sincere hearts. In your will is our peace, Lord.
7: In In your your will will is our our peace, peace, Lord.
6: From your generosity we have received the beginning of this day.
7: Grant us also the beginning of new life. In In your your will will is is our peace, Lord.
6: You created all things, and now you provide for their growth.
7: May we always perceive your handiwork in creation. In your will is is our peace, Lord.
6: With your own blood, you ratified the new and eternal covenant.
7: May we remain faithful to that covenant by following your precepts.
6: In In your your will will is is our our peace, Lord. On the cross, blood and water flowed from your side.
7: May this saving stream wash away our sins and gladden the city of God. In your will is our peace, Lord.
6: Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer.
7: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is is in heaven, give us this day our daily daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, trespasses, as as we we forgive forgive those who trespass against against us, and and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
5: All-powerful Father, as now we bring you our songs of praise, so may we sing your goodness in the company of your saints forever.
1: The weekend is right around the corner. Be sure to keep on praying as you do your chores. Morning Air is coming up next with John and Glenn, Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadiq. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord.